Thank you for tuning in to a Budapest Beacon podcast. I'm Ben Novak. Joining me in the studio today, Mr. Gabor Boyad. He is a scientist, a businessman, founder of Graphisoft, a political advisor, and I think it's safe to call him an activist. Uh, activist, maybe it's a little bit uh, overestimating my role. Anyway, an active person in, uh, in uh, how to say, I am a, I'm a citizen who feels responsibility for the, for the fate of our country. Well, and you've put, you put quite a bit on the line coming out uh, and showing support for opposition parties that you, that you tend to agree with uh, for the purpose of ousting Viktor Orban and Fidesz. And you're rather open about it, and that's a, that's a very unique thing for a businessman in Hungary. So tell me, how do you think Hungary ended up where it is today? Before the so-called system change, before 89, Hungary enjoyed a, a, a very, very big advantage compared to the other countries in the region, because we started already liberal, uh, liberal uh, and market-oriented economy much earlier, about seven years earlier. So 81, 82 was the first year when private business has been has been allowed to, to to start in Hungary, and I was one of the first to start our business. So learning about what does it mean market economy, learning about what does it mean business, we were much more ahead of the others in the region. And this advantage has been kept after the system change. For the other point is that, that the banking system has been reformed much earlier, uh, before 89. And after 89, after 90, when the when the democratic system has been established, Hungary definitely enjoyed a big, big advantage. And we particularly, my company, enjoyed a big advantage because uh, we started our business in the United States in 89. That was the year when we founded our American operation in the Silicon Valley, my company, Graphisoft. And we enjoyed very high interest from the press because Hungary at that time was a very, very interesting country. We were leader in, in changing the system. We were the one who opened the border for the East Germans and that led it for the inevitable end of the communist system. And, and it lasted at least for 10 years, this advantage. We had a lot of problems. Of course, there were corruption on a, on a moderate level. And there were some inefficiency in the legislation system, but not too much. So the legislation system was okay. The parliamentary system was okay. Certain with, with some small errors. The big change happened in 2000. In 2000. In 98, in 98 the Fidesz took, took uh, power. And they continued for two years, the policy which was before. So before the most... Uh, uh, most uh, uh, Forward-looking change was in '95 with the so-called Bokros program, which saved the country's economy. It saved the country's economy and really put the country on the right track. And people started to feel that we have to be uh, we have to be responsible for our own fate. We have to be responsible for our business. The state is not to substitute us. The state is not finance us, but the state is providing a legislative environment when we can do business. And this went very well for about five years after the 18, after the five, uh, 95. Huge economic growth during that period. Huge economic growth. And it has been turned back in 2000. In 2000, this has been turned back. Uh, uh, Viktor Orban felt that the majority of people, a very large portion of the people do not like it. Large portion of people feel a, a nostalgia to the Qadar system, which provided more security. Because being on the being on the free market in democracy, security is less, no question. Sure. And and uh, Orbán felt it very well, and he started to 
put back in the mentality of the people that the state is here to help you and give you money, give you security, and so on and so on. And this is this. But, which was very positive, he started to make a so-called pre-election budget, which means that distributing a lot of money for the people. He did it in, in 2001, and he was sure that he will win the election. And the maturity of the Hungarian people has been proven that it didn't work. So his guess about the nostalgia for the Kadar regime was simply wrong. People liked the democratic system, That's the proof that, that Medjeshi won. So in 2002, won. Unfortunately, Medjeshi, who was regarded to be an economic expert, he was not an economic expert. Probably he was economically well trained in the Kadar system when he was coming from. But in, in that time, he made terrible mistakes. He, he believed that, that the reason why he won is was distributing a lot of money. He started to compete with Fidesz, giving MA money for the people. And he did not realize that that was not the reason why he won. And he brought the country in a very, very serious financial indebtedness because simply giving too much away. So that was the two times so-called uh, 100 days program. The first 100 day program is forgettable. Uh, it was not good, but Okay, that's that's happening in democracy after democratic elections that that parties are promising things and they have to prove that they do. The second hundred days program was a tragedy, was a disaster, and it brought the, the country in in deafness and the yearly deficit was close to 10%. So it was it was clear that it cannot be continued, and then Medjeshi uh, lost his Medjeshi has been uh, replaced by Jurchany. Not because of the very, very bad uh, uh, economic policy, but but because of a conflict within the coalition and because of corruption. So no question. And then came Jochan, who was uh, who knew that reforms has to be done, serious and painful re reforms has to has to be done, because of this huge in uh, indebtedness which happened after the Medjeshi populist economic policy. Jochan realized that for. One and a half year before the election is not enough to make fundamental reforms and and feeling the fruits of it. So he somehow survived this one and a half year, not doing anything, not doing fundamental reforms. He, he uh, postponed the necessary reforms after the 2006 election. What he won? A very good friend of mine told, who is, who is again, was always the supporter of the, of the liberal parties and the left liberal coalition, he said before the 2006 election, he said that at this time it would be better if Fidesz is winning in 2006 and not the left-wing coalition, because such fundamental reforms are needed, but what the same power, the same party, who was responsible for the financial indebtedness cannot make. The same party cannot say that, okay, we were wrong, and now we have to make very painful reforms because we were wrong. It's much easier to say the same to the other party, that others were wrong. That's why we have to make the painful reforms. The same party would lead to a disaster, and that's happened. The same party won, liberal coalition, uh, social liberal coalition won, with the leadership of Jurchain, And they started to make the reforms, saying that we were wrong. And that's led to the disaster which happened. And you had the financial crisis that... Then that was the financial crisis. The financial crisis was just the ice on the cake. 
but the major problem was what they did. And in addition to that, the reforms what they started from professional point of view was not really good because, uh, because it was not well prepared. Because the problem was that if they prepare it well, that it will go out, it will leak. To keep secrets in Hungary is impossible. This is our tradition. And so you haven't done anything. And then they started to make the, the, the reforms, not really professionally. Actually, I simply do not understand when we have such uh, uh, good econo- macroeconomist politi- politicians like, uh, like Shurányi and Bokros. He didn't use them but he used more party officials mm-hmm. who were not good in the economy. So the reform was, was not really professional enough. But more importantly, it is very, very unpopular to say that we were wrong and now we make a reform which will be painful for you. And he, for him it was very, very almost impossible to convince the governing party representatives of the parliament. And he made this famous speech in Assad in 2006, where the goal was to convince the party that they were lying, like everybody. And this led to the disaster. Yeah, and Fidesz milked that speech for everything it was worth and ensured that it would remain a stain on Yulchain's legacy for years to come. You know, some even say that it paved the way for Fidesz's huge victory in 2010. Exactly, exactly that's happened. And now what, after 2010, what Fidesz is doing is a disaster for the country. What would you say is one of the most hazardous things Fidesz has introduced to the country since 2010? He changed the election system very much in their own benefit without any consciousness. So the gerrymandering was the least. Mm-hmm. The making the one-turn election then when, uh, when, and, and building up the financial support system of the election that the other parties absolutely... In- incentivizes... Uh, incentivizes to, to, to work... Uh, Work against, against each other. Work against each other. So it is very well designed. I have to say professionally designed. Because in the world, there are, in the democratic world, there are two kinds of election system. There are the ones which is typical on the Anglo-Saxon countries, where only individual districts are, so yep. there is no lists. In this case, sooner or later, there will be a two-party system. Because for the small parties, there is no chance. So in, a, in, a, in that kind of system with relatively, uh, with, even with relative minority, you can gain a majority in the parliament. This is one type of, of, of system works. There is another type, which is typical for the continental Europe, when there are lists, and there are usually many parties. And there is a, there is a, a, a requirement to make coalitions. In Europe, almost everywhere. There forces are. compromise. Yes, forces compromises. I don't know which one is better, the one is the, uh, the Anglo-Saxon one may be more stable because one party can do it, but probably within the party you have to, have to make a lot of compromises. Sure. Similarly, I do not want to make a judgment which would be better for the Hung- for Hungary, but what they did to do something in between, very well designed in between. Uh, they left. They moved in the direction of the two-party system where, where the only individual distincts are, they increased very much the, the weight of the individual uh, uh, distincts mm-hmm. in order to be able to win majority even with overall mi- uh, uh, minority, like happened. 43% of the pop- of the votes, they won over two-thirds in the parliament. Yeah. Which, is, uh, which was what, about 8% less than they received in 2010? Yes. 
Yes, it is possible. This is the result of the of the system gerrymandering and districts, and uh, and the districts have a bigger weight than before. And they distorted the uh, they distorted this compensation list uh, in favor of the winner in as favor, well. In addition to that, yes, that's also possible. And the foreign vote and the foreign and vote. the foreign votes. It's all together. Con- uh, the foreign votes didn't distort distorted, but they gave they, at least one seat. Yes, but they still left. 93 seats for the lists and a strong financial motivation for the small parties to start individually, to start for their own. So very much, very strongly motivating the opposition parties not to make, not to join their forces. So what do the opposition parties have to prioritize here? Of course, if they want to win, of course they can coordinate or they can unify, no question. But if they don't believe that they can win, then it's, that's natural reflex that, okay, they are competing with each other. Who will be the relative strongest in the opposition in the parliament? Mm-hmm. But today, in Hodmezővásárhely, you know what happened? Yeah. In the Hodmezővásárhely was unexpectedly overwhelming majority of the opposition, which made at least the belief, not in the parties, but at least the belief in the voters that it is possible to win against the Fidesz. And, and in this situation, the pressure on the opposition parties to join their forces is much bigger than ever before. But this is a proof of the maturity of the Hungarian voters, and I'm very proud of it. So I am more proud what happened in, you know, in Hodmezővásárhely, uh, unexpectedly the opposition won, won with something like 60-40, yeah. but which was very, very, even, even more positive, that there won one candidate, a third candidate, who was a socialist candidate who didn't join to support the joint opposition, and he won only 0.8%, which means that there were a lot of voters who otherwise would support the Socialist Party, but they did not support the socialist candidate because they understood the essence of this, is this election system. So that was that was surprisingly positive for me. The 0.8 percent, the 0.8 percent for me, is more positive than the 60 percent winner. This is the proof of the maturity of the Hungarian voters, and in a situation when the economic uh, economy seems to be progressing well, but seems to be. Well, I mean, the EU can be thanked for a lot of that. These EU fiscal transfers help quite help, a bit. And do you know what also helps? The corruption, because the stolen money is also going into the GDP growth. (laughs) Because if, let's say, an investment, because of the corruption, costs double than it should be, then it is added to the GDP in double. (laughs) So the numbers are inflated by the corruption. So how bad is the corruption in Hungary? Bad, very bad. So there was corruption under the social uh, liberal government as well, but this was so-called, they at least feel ashamed about it. Fidesz doesn't feel ashamed about it. They they simply make it openly. They make it openly and, and they say this is a part of the system and this is not corruption, this is they simply own everything. Instead of if in a, in a public tender a company is winning, instead of giving back some kickback money, they take over the company. 
and they control the entire economy. As as things stand right now, it very much looks like Fidesz is going. The question here isn't whether there can be a change in government. So realistically, if we look at the numbers, if we look at the polls, which aren't always reliable, but if we you know if we take them at face value. Um, it looks like this election is going to be about whether Fidesz can have another two-thirds supermajority or not. Yeah. So it's no, it's it's possible even win. It's possible even to win. What will happen after the win? After winning, I don't know because the, these parties are very, very, very different, and whether they are able to govern to make a government in coalition, I don't know. But it is possible even to win, because the people are fed up with the corruption. So that's again, yes, there is a systematic corruption from the top but people are fed up so uh, and the people the people cannot be corrupted i mean in a way that if you give away some money to you that you will vote for us no the people have already learned what does it mean democracy. And this was also another lesson of the hold yeah. case because they distributed a lot to and they, the people cannot be corrupted so what happens if Fidesz uh, wins the election again? So what's what 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 does Hungary? What, what is what is what can Hungary expect in the future? Then is this a is this a very risky election in that sense? If Fidesz wins again, probably everything will continue as now. Hungary will be loosely uh, connected to the European Union. Will be will continue to be connected to the European Union for a while. I believe that if Fidesz wins again in two thousand twenty when the present fiscal period will be over, Fidesz will leave the, the European Union. It will not leave because there is no need for that. We, we will just not, not be part of the core. And then when there will be a real unified Europe, then those who are in the second circle will be less controlled for the democratic principles and so on and so on. So that will be okay for Fidesz. Some financial support we will get, much less than now, but something we still get. It will be something similar than Mexico to the United States. Mm. So a, a free trade zone, we will be within a free trade zone, but uh, but really not part of the of the of the unified Europe of the what I call the United States of Europe. <laughs> I believe that it is unavoidable to have a United States of Europe, and to have a United States of Europe without Hungary is still better than not to have a United States of Europe. What advice do you have for young Hungarian adults just finishing university? What kind of future awaits them in Hungary? You know, I am 69 now. And I was young in the type of Kada regime. And I didn't leave the country. I could, but I didn't leave the country because this is my country. You can't exchange your own country. That's not possible. This is like your parents. You feel to be, to be home, you can be at home only in one place. So I do not propose to the young people to leave the country if they are disappointed. I propose to try to fight for a better future for Hungary. Do you want to talk at all about your uh, advising Karácsony Gergő? Yes, I have to say that the Socialist Party is not my cup of tea. <laughs> not my. I do not like them, but because among the democratic, but definitely a democratic party, and among the democratic party, they have the most chance. I have to support them. So uh, as we expect them to join their forces and put aside the differences, I also put aside my differences with the Socialist Party and I'm supporting them. But what do you make of uh, Bokros Lajos, MoMA's move uh, now well, to, to get involved? I mean, you spoke quite highly of him just, just earlier here. Yes. Uh, from professional point of view, he's great. As a person, 
That's a different thing. <laughs> I like very much one of my favorite book is from George Spiro, Axis, Ixac. I don't know how to pronounce it. Axis. 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 The story is in Poland in the 18th century when Poland was under Russian occupation. And there was a really, really uh, talented actor. He was very, very talented. And he was such a good actor that on the stage, just saying anything, just not to say anything, he could make a revolution on the street. As a person, he was terrible. His small girls has been raped by him and, and he was lying for his friends and stealing money. But he was a very, very talented actor. So talents and integrity are two different things and they have nothing to do with each other. We expect talents to have a high moral integrity and why? That's two different things. So I am very, very upset about what Bokros is doing now, trying to blackmail, trying to blackmail the, the, uh, the Democratic Coalition, the Jurchain Party, instead of realizing that his party has no chance and he has to support everybody who is against Fidesz. As an economist, he is the best. But as a politician, not really. And as a person, not really. So I served him in his, in his advising committee, but after when he decided to start alone with very, very small popular support, it's serving Fidesz. So I and all others in the, in the, in the uh, advisory committee left. And a couple of great people in the leadership of the party left. So he Pusta remained Pustai Erzsébet, more importantly, Kajdioska. These were great persons, and he left him. Do you think Lajos is going to be able to get into parliament? No, no way. No way. He just can hurt, but can't win. He can hurt Gyurcsány. He can cause damage to Gyurcsán. And so the, because he's upset about that, they, they, they were not giving him what he was demanding. In your role in politics, it seems like you've taken on the almost impossible task of herding cats. Would you say that's a fair assessment of the situation? Yes, possibly yes, possibly yes. I feel an obligation to do whatever I can for my country. I guess we'll finish on that note. Is there anything else you would like to, uh, you would like to say to our audience? For the foreign business people, I would like to propose trust the Hungarian people and not the government. There you go. Gabor, thank you very much for coming by. We look forward to having you again in the future. Thank you very much.